welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 112, Where Are They Now? with Dave Owen. And I am your host and the guy who finished second place in the Big Doe Contest this past week. So I told you guys last week that I was leaving to go on the dove, squirrel, rabbit, and chupacabra hunt with my buddies over in West Alabama. And it ended up being a deer and rabbit hunt because the guy who was bringing the squirrel dogs couldn't make the trip. And despite a couple of cold snaps, there are no doves. So we resorted to a big doe hunt where there was $70 in the pot for the winter, and second place got zero. There were two does killed, and I missed out on the money by eight pounds. That is the second time that we've had a big doe contest. That's the second time that we've had two does entered into the big doe contest, and that's the second time that I finished second. Always a bridesmaid and never the bride. Okay, so we are 90 days, 10 hours, 9 minutes, and 21 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. 90 days, 3 months. Cannot wait. I am pumped up. This week I'm struggling with a little bit of a sinus infection. You guys bear with me through this week. Hopefully I'll be back up and running full speed next week. If I sound a little more nasally than normal, that is what it is. So, you know, I get emails from new listeners to the show from time to time saying that they've just found the show and that they're working their way through the episodes and that they've just listened to episode whatever it happens to be. And in those emails, they'll have comments or questions about the content or the guest who is interviewed for the show. Well, I got an email a couple of weeks ago from Zach Brannon, and he referenced episode 53. That's the episode where I had Dave Owen on to talk to us about how to choose public land for turkey hunting. Zach said that so far, out of the 53 episodes he's listened to, that was his favorite episode, and he made a comment that Dave is on a different level than the majority of us turkey hunters. Well, of course, Zach's right. Dave is on a different level than most turkey hunters out there. But Zach's email got me thinking that, you know, there are several guests I've had on this show over the past two and a half years or so that I've been doing the show. And those guests have been working towards a hunting goal or a milestone. 
and Dave is one of those. And I thought, you know, Dave was very near the completion of his goal of killing a turkey in every state that has turkeys. And I've just kind of left everyone hanging on the end of that story. So I came up with an idea for some shows that I think will be fun to do. And today's show is the first of those. Today's show is the first of several Where Are They Now interviews that I'm going to do to kind of fill us in on what's been going on with some of our friends since their initial interviews on the show. And you guessed it, today I have Dave Owen from episode 53 on to fill us in on the status of his U.S. Super Slam quest and to talk a little turkey with us as well. So here's Dave Owen and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I am excited to let you know that I have on the line with me Dave Owen, who is also known as Cove on the old Gobbler Forum, and I wanted to get Dave back on the show today, and for those of you who listen to the show pretty regularly, you'll know, or you may recognize Dave from episode 53, which was where we talked about choosing public land for hunting, and Dave shared just a ton of great information with us, and I was telling him before I started the recording that I always get people who will email me and say, man, I've really enjoyed episode 53 with Dave on there and talking about public land, and, you know, they people are asking me all kinds of questions about him, and so I wanted to get Dave back on just kind of as a where are they now type of episode where maybe he can fill us in about his chase for the super slam or the u.s slam and let us know how that is going and also you know pick his brain a little bit more and ask him some of these questions that some of you guys have been asking me and so dave thank you for taking time out of your schedule you know you spent i can't even remember maybe an hour and a half with with me on the phone the first time me and rob and for just a wealth of information, and, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of that. I'm appreciative of you coming back on to give us an update on where you stand with everything. So you doing all right tonight? Yes, sir. Yeah, not, uh, my pleasure to, to chat with you again. I uh, appreciate you having me back on. Right. So when I interviewed you the first time, that was about, I'd say close to about a year and a half ago. You were 41 states into your Super Slam. So that was summer of 2015, I think. And I happen to know whether or not you believed it, just because I keep up with you. What little bit I'm on Facebook, you know, I've been able to, to keep up with you there and, and kind of keep up with you on Old Gobbler when, whenever I'm there as well. I don't spend as much time on those sites as I probably should, but give us an update. Tell us where you yeah. are in your quest for the <laughs> Super Slam. Uh, well, I was able to finish it up. I had those. I had uh, eight dates that I needed to to get after and kill a turkey in last spring. I was able to uh, finish all of them up. It was a fun ride. I was able to finish up in uh, in New Hampshire was the was the final bird that I had to take to finish it, and I uh, was able to do that on the very first day I hunted New Hampshire. The first couple hours, actually, kind of everything just fell into place. It was a fun ride. You know, 2016 was an awesome season. You kind of, you know, fell into birds, was able to have things work out everywhere I went and only had a little bit of a bump in the road in the, that northeast. It always seems like every time I go there, it's terrible weather. And I know I've, I've probably said that before, but uh, even on 
that last time I was on here with you, but it just always seemed to work out that way. And South 16 was eerily similar to the, the previous times I've been in the Northeast, but was able to battle through it and, and dealt with the cold and the rain and the, and the nasty weather and was actually able to, to finish it up. So, yeah, it's sealed and, and, and all complete. Man, that's awesome. And I'll tell you again, congratulations. It is no small feat to do that. And we all know you're not the first one to do it. We all know you won't be the last one to do it. But that certainly does not diminish the accomplishment. From our first interview, you probably remember I'm on the same quest, and I'm a good bit behind you trying to tackle two to three states a year. And this year, just flat got my butt whipped in what I like to call Yankee land, which makes my buddy in Virginia really upset. He keeps swearing Virginia <laughs> is not, not above the Mason-Dixon line. But that's a geography lesson I'll get into later. But we went to West Virginia and went to Maryland and had birds there had birds within gun range and just could not make it happen and that's for me out of the 18 or 20 states that i have under my belt those were the first two states that i've been to that i didn't kill in my first time there and yeah that that happens it's a tough pill to swallow because you have so much invested and you planned it and you really don't plan a revisit you don't you don't ever consider having to visit again when you when you make that initial trip and you hope that you allow yourself enough time to get it done and hope things come together but it doesn't always work out that way yeah and because of that you know checking that super slam off list man that had to feel good what, what was running through your mind i mean you said it was your first day in new hampshire and within the first couple of hours mm-hmm. of hunting what how did that hunt go down and then tell me what your thoughts were your your feeling were after that i had like always i had done quite a bit of research and probably more in, in new hampshire than for obvious reasons but the way it worked out i had taken off a full week and nine days and went up and hunted massachusetts new hampshire Connecticut and Rhode Island. This what I had four states on a nine-day mission there, and it was the first week of all their seasons, I think it was, if I'm remembering correctly. And I went up there, and New Hampshire season goes the latest, so it was the last date that I intended on hunting. You know, if things worked out perfectly, when if you go hunt, you know, for eight, nine days, and you got four states on the to-do list, that you basically have to. I mean, everything just has to fall in the perfect order. That's exactly um, right. You know, especially if you're hunting, especially if you're hunting public land, and you're not hunting with someone who has already kind of got your bird tags and things like that. And I was hunting public land, of course, and 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 went up there and and and. Just like I said, and, and like always, I've stumbled in and, you know, guns late and within the weather's terrible. So I had to wrestle around and I think it, I think it was the fourth or fifth day before I killed a turkey on that trip. And I started in Massachusetts and, and the weather was terrible, like I said. And it was a, like a drag, you know, when you wake up every morning and it's raining and it, you know, it's cold and you soak to the bone every day putting in a lot of miles and uh, even had a one missed opportunity. I, I, you know, just kind of one of those situations where everything had to happen perfect, kill the bird, and, and, and everything went really, really well. It just, you know, the, everything didn't come together, and, and that was kind of a dampener. And I think that was on, like, day three. Um, so it was one of those things where I'd already hunted really hard and, and, and had an opportunity and, and couldn't close the deal. And anyway, that nine-day trip was, was one of those where you have to claw yeah. and uh, just, you know, fight for everything, and every bird, every gobble. I was I was struggling for, but ended up was able to kill one in Massachusetts, and then the next day um, went over and hunted Rhode Island. And it wasn't the next day. I ended up having some a little competition that next day, and, and it didn't go go well. 
And uh, then, the, but then the, the day after that, I was able to kill a turkey in Rhode Island off the roost, and then get over to Connecticut and uh, kill a turkey, uh, two turkeys, which is the first time I had done this along this journey, and, and which is uh, kill two turkeys in two separate states in the same day yeah. um, by lunch. You know, cause you got to you know got to stop yeah. and lunch at lunch. But uh, I was able to do that, so I ended up killing in three of the four states. wasn't even was never able to didn't get to New Hampshire during that nine day week. But I had planned my season that way so that I'd have adequate time to revisit New Hampshire mm-hmm. if I didn't, you know, like I said everything when I had to fall perfect to kill all four states in that one trip so I had a whole it was over Memorial Day weekend too so I had a whole I took the week off before that I had a whole like 10 days or 11 days something like that to go up and the only thing that I had for sure to, to hunt was New Hampshire so I had a plenty of time done a lot of research had you know half a dozen different areas picked out and GPS coordinate dropped using you know Google and, and Garmin and stuff and and it just worked out you know just where I was able to kind of just walk into an area the evening before it's like a 20 i think it was like 23 or four hour drive from here because i drove it out uh, i didn't fly up there i wanted to kind of the way i started this whole deal was living out of the back of my truck which i preach so much about that's just how i like to do it not that it's any better than not that you're any more hardcore than the guy that flies in on an airplane and rents a hard hotel room it's just that that's just the way i like to do it is right. living out of the back of my truck and just kind of like a little solitude i guess that i get out of it uh get from it but i so i wanted to finish this land how i started it and that was you know drove my truck drove all the way up there and got there and got my license and, and was living out of my truck and drove into the area and was actually able to see I knew it was a male turkey. All I could see was redheaded because the wood's so thick, you know, late season like that. I was, you know, there during the last last week of the season, <clears throat> last week of May. Able to see a, a couple birds walk go across the road. I, I knew one of them was a, was a male turkey, a gobbler of some sort. It was fairly certain by the size of his head and stuff it was a gobbler. And I watched which way he went up in there, and it was only about an hour before fly-up. So I knew he was, you know, close. Just started there the next morning, and lo and behold, you know, it started breaking daylight, and he just started screaming, and it was just one of those situations that you find those birds, you know, from time to time, not nearly often enough, but that uh, just seemed like it was meant to be, you know, one of those situations just meant to be. But he was gobbling, and I was just able to sneak into position and actually had the hens that he was with flew down in front of me as I was slipping in. They landed in front of me, and and, uh, I just bumped them right on over the ridge there, and and it was just, I was basically sitting where his hens had landed, and he had just heard all that, and I, the only time, and some people may frown on this, but the only time I called to that turkey was to lift his head up. So, (laughs) I mean, I sat down, I knew I was in the perfect spot, couldn't believe it was working out the way it was. I was up in that fur up country, up in the sugar bush, um, had those, if you've ever hunted in that area, got those clear lines running, you know, all over the place, like spider web, and I was sitting in amongst them and and had one of the little four-wheeler trails I used to check all those lines and those taps and those trees and he he uh he I heard him fly down and here he came walking walking up that that trail uh one of their four-wheeler trails there to to meet up with his hens and I'm sure he went up with the, the night before and then I was unfortunately for him I was I was there instead so it all <laughs> came together that easy and and that's how the last one went down and I know there's a lot of people <clears throat> I've even got some buddies that were you know um not on the U.S. slam but saying you know things like grand slams and and stuff that you know it never dawns on you, you never really think about it until after the fact you're like oh god this you know this completed this this completed that and, yeah. but that was completely not I can say for sure that was not the case in this situation you know I like when I got out of my truck I was flipping in there I think it was some parking lot or something that night and 
got out of that truck and I was, you know, everything I was doing, I was like, I wonder if this is the last time I climb out of this back of this truck and off this cot without, you know, without killing my 49th state slam. I wonder if this is the day that I kill that 49th state. You know, I put my boots on. This is the last time I put my boots on without having, without able to say I've, you know, been able to kill a turkey in all 49 states. It was really weird. But yeah, and everything that I, I thought I would just forget about at one, one time came at that moment of truth. I, I was actually thinking about I had actually talked to my taxidermist because I had been planning on getting this bird mounted. And I was actually talking to him, and I was bringing him another bird, or I had brought him another bird a uh, month or so earlier, and I was telling him about the situation. And he told me at the time, he was like, look, let me do you. I ain't going to tell you how to turkey hunt. He said, but when you go to shoot this turkey, you, you're going to mount. You know, you aim, aim at his cap, aim at the top of his head, because when you blow those neck feathers out, now at the time, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm going to kill this joker, and then I'm going to worry about making, you know, then worry about mounting. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm going to kill him first. But I can honestly say, when that turkey spoked his head up, and I had him, had that red dot on him, I thought to myself, I remember him telling me, aim toward the top of that turkey's head, don't aim down low on the neck, even though I know that's where you need to aim, if you're going to mount him. So, I didn't aim at the top of his head. Head, but I did creep up on his head a little bit before I let it loose, mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter because I don't know what that turkey did after the shot, but he had feathers strode all up and down that hill I had to collect. For... <laughs> but yeah, he was skin up, but I still brought him and, and, and uh, tagged him for a wonderful job. He's, he's over the mantle now. So, so uh, I mean, you squeeze the trigger on this bird. You obviously are excited. You just killed a turkey. I mean, that's enough mm-hmm. reason to get excited, period. But the fact that it's we don't even know what number turkey it is for you, but it completes the 49th state slam. So what, I mean, what goes through your mind at that point? Yeah, I I sat down and I do, I mean, I didn't do anything really, really different than I do with any turkey that I kill. I, I always try to slow myself down and enjoy the moment and appreciate it for what it is kind of thing. I know it gets a little bit overly spiritual here, but I, I really do try to try to appreciate him for what he is. I know, I mean, you know, I always try to slow down and, and I had a buddy of mine that got me on this little habit of, of taking a cigar, and, I, and that's one way I slow down. I, I you know, I sit down by the tree and, and, and uh, uh, smoke a cigar, and it slows me down, and, and kind of just, uh, I'm not a smoker, but that's the only time I, I smoke a cigar by, over my turkey and, and just kind of slow down and, and just kind of relive the hunt in my head. And the only thing different about that whole situation was I was able to sit there, and I brought up my map on my phone, and I was able to walk from, you know, the South Florida swamps down there where I, you know, kill my I kill my Osceolas and just able to walk through each state and I could sit there and tell you the little towns I was in, the mountain name or exactly how it happened. And it was it was really fun and a little bit, I guess, surreal is the word to, to be able to walk through every one of those states and remember those turkeys and say, now I can tell a story about every single state. And I know a little bit. I don't know. I may not know much about that state, but I know a little bit about that state. And it's a and it's a small piece about that state that, you know, it's not the monument that everybody goes and visits that, that state. You know, it's not it's not some popular attraction. It's it's a little piece that I know about that state or that I've experienced in that state that, that you know, a lot of people probably haven't. And it was I was just I sit there and I just appreciated the fact that I was able to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> um, Looking forward to that day for myself, and good Lord willing, I live long enough to see it happen. But, you know, I, I just wonder, for me, I, I think in one respect, you and I are, well, we're alike in a lot of respects, because we both just absolutely eat, sleep, Been and way breathe. too much time on turkey. <laughs> yeah, too much time, too much money. But, you know, we're goal-oriented. And, you know, what got me started on the, the Super Slam was I killed Grand Slam, 
So what next? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I love travel. I love to turkey hunt. Alabama is not the only state that has turkeys. That's as, right. Uh, you know, and I already know that because I've got a slam. So that means I've visited four other states and killed turkeys in, or not four other states, three other states and killed turkeys in three other states. So why not try the rest of them? And so what? I know you're goal oriented, and that's really kind of what got you going as well. You finished your slam, and it was kind of like, what's next? Well, the super slam. So you've done that. What's next? Um, the super slam was kind of a way to. I just like you said, I love turkeys, and I love turkey call like to a very, very unhealthy point. I love it. So, <laughs> and there's other guys, and I've said this, and I've, and I've and I've said it multiple times. Kind of my thing is that there's probably somebody out there that loves turkey as much as I do. Somewhere out there, and I probably know them. I know some guys that really, really love it. That's one of the reasons we get along so well, and we know, even know each other. But there's, I can promise you, there's nobody out there that loves it more than I love it. You know, I mean, they might, you know, they they may love it as much as I love it. There's probably a limit out there somewhere, but they don't love it more than I love it. Sacrifices and the daily sacrifices and stuff you make just to be able to hunt them and hunt them as much as I I, I do. Granted, it's not as much as I want to, but it, you know, hopefully that'll that'll come one day. But anyway. It it was like you you get the slam and and that gives you just a like a just a fraction of a taste of the different terrains and the habitats that turkeys inhabit and and they, and they live in and it's baffling because you have you kill these these turkeys and I know there's different subspecies but they're very 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 similar and you got these things and they've adapted to these areas that you know they from our knowledge a lot of areas that they never existed before and you're killing these animals that are these birds that are so similar, but they live in terrain that is so different. I mean, you kill a turkey in Nevada or, um, or, you know, even Kansas and compare that to the turkeys that you kill in South Florida or, you know, you kill a, kill a turkey up in, um, you know, like Washington state and compare that to hardwood ridges of like, you know, northern Alabama or, or northern Georgia. It's so weird. And, and it's just, it, that's what captivated me, I guess. And it was more, I, I wanted to hunt turkeys and experience turkeys in as many places that I possibly could that they inhabited, that they live in. And one way of starting to kind of, I mean, how do you do that? They don't make a map of the United States says, oh, this is this type of habitat. And, you know, this is this and this. So uh, one way of doing that was just like, hey, I'm on, you know, the state, the, the you know, country is divided into states. So we can start with that. Since then, uh, now that I've, and I've, and it's kind of a weird situation, something I haven't experienced, I guess, since I started turkey hunting, really, especially since I started going after something like slam or single season slam or double slam or, you know, and then in the U.S. slam is I don't have really anything like that to set my itinerary by. So I guess this, I, I mean, this, I'm trying to kind of direct myself towards something else, but ultimately I'm just, I'm just ready to go turkey hunting. You know, I don't care where it is or, or, you know, what different terrain I'm in. I'm just, I just, I'm just ready to go. And right now what I'm trying to do, I guess, is just kind of talking to different people that have traveled a lot. And, 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 uh, if I hear about a, um, you know, like a, a very scenic area or somewhere where somebody was like, man, that was just an unbelievable place. I'm like, that's where I want to go. Yeah. That's kind of what I've done so far this year. I, I mean, there was a there was a particular place in Arizona when I took my Arizona turkey several, several years ago. Um, There was a place in Arizona that I said, as soon as I finish this thing, as soon as this U.S. slam, I can't make, I can't pry myself away from that goal right now to revisit a state I've already been to and put a turkey in. But as soon as I get finished, I'm going back to that place because yeah. that, I found a canyon in there and there was a turkey goblin in the bottom. 
bottom of it and I'd already taken my turkey and I couldn't go down there and hunt him and I was like when as soon as I get finished I'm going to the mouth I'm gonna be on the lip of that canyon one morning and I'm gonna hunt a turkey down in that canyon I'm gonna that's one of them and, and that's what I that's the only really uh, obviously I'm going I'll be going to South Florida like I'll, I usually start down there and Arizona and that's the only kind of two for sure things that I'll, I'll be doing that I know for sure that I'm doing this season so but yeah I'm looking forward to that so I guess that's kind of what I've directed myself toward thus far as I mean since since taking you know you know since finishing the U.S. Slam is I want to seek out those places that are supposed to be you know historical places and things of that nature I don't know just plucking them out for no reason whatsoever just to you know just I just need the smallest reason for me to have to for me to want to go kill a turkey there so that's kind of what I've done so far just as an example like when I went to New Mexico, I hunted Lincoln National Forest and phenomenal place and lots of turkeys. And, and I can't wait to go back. But I was doing research and learned that like, uh, which I kind of knew this, just got to look in Gaia. And I might be maybe completely butchering that name. But uh, the National Forest is the first national forest, essentially. First one, you know, that gives me enough reason. I want to go hunt it. I want to go kill a turkey on it, you know. So I'm sure I'll wind up there, if not this season, sometime in the very near future. Because uh, that's, that's kind of kind of a... Uh, broad brush i guess explanation as to what i'm doing now so <laughs> yeah no that that makes complete sense you know there there are definitely places that i've been that just blew me away and i will go back and it's just what you said i can't go to i can't go this year mm-hmm. because i've got to go somewhere different somewhere where i haven't killed a bird but i'll go back and whether it's the people that i hunted with or the ranch that i hunted or the land that i hunted the terrain or mm-hmm. the fact that the turkeys made me feel like I was a turkey hunting god. Mm-hmm. I want to go back there. And so, you know, those, those will be places that I visit, I'm sure, when that day rolls around, if it ever does, that I'm able to mark that off my list. But uh, Yeah, know, I, and that was cool. Yeah, that's exactly like, uh, like you, just like you said, not only the places, and like I mentioned earlier, but the, the, the but the people like soon as i was able to finish in new hampshire i, I was able to take that bird so i hopped the hop state line there and started hunting in vermont and ended up you know going over there and hunting with people that i hunted in vermont with for or around them and, and hanging out with them and just awesome people that the only reason that i had met them was through this whole journey you know the through the whole state slam i had no other reason to be in vermont i had no other reason to bump into these people and get to know these people and it was funny as soon as i was able to finish my slam it was like i had this free time and that's that's you know i was within driving distance and that's that's exactly where i fell was right in the same place i was when i when i was hunting there before and those people are all the same people and you know yeah. good fellowship and awesome folks and folks that i'll you know hopefully be friends with from now on but it was fun to fun to go right back there and hunt hunt with them again because and then uh that's exactly what i did i finished my season in vermont this year just hunting hunting there for the rest of the season so yeah just like you said it's looking forward to hunting with some of those people that i met along the way too yeah do you know how many grand slams you ended up finishing with in order to complete your super slam uh i think it's all coming down. I think I've got like, uh, if memory serves me correct, I've got a log book and I don't keep up with grand slams anymore. I, I would have to count, you know, the number of people. I think I've got like, I think I've got a dozen, uh, grand slams. Yeah. And it's always, I'm, I'm sure it's Osceola's that, that are always that, you know, the Osceola's <laughs> yeah. will usually be, unless you live in Florida, Osceola's will always be that pivotal, pivotal subspecies that, that causes you to be limited because, you know, the, the amount of, area that they make up minute compared to everything else so that's exactly right yeah if you killed as many osceolas as you killed easterns it would be too many be doing all right <laughs> be yeah. doing all right i think yeah, no doubt so you know a lot of people have asked me 
Well, first of all, they, they tell me how much they enjoy the interview, the show on it, and say, well, you know, I'd like, I I'll sure do wish I could do something like that. You know, I, I wish I mm -hmm. could take much time off of work as this guy takes to go here and go there and do this and do that. What does he do for a living? Does he have a family? Does he have kids? <laughs> what's, what's the deal? So go just for a couple of minutes, just tell us a little bit about your personal life and <clears throat> tell us how it is that you're able to get out there and do the things that, that you do that I think a lot of people that listen to the show are probably a little bit envious of. Yeah, it, it comes it comes back to what I was, uh, something I said earlier, mentioned earlier was about compromises. I got struck with this bug that turkey hunt was more important to me than virtually anything else pretty early. Definitely when I started traveling as a, I was actually a uh, freshman in college. When I started travel, I took my first out-of-state trip by myself down to the swamps of the Everglades hunting Osceola's because we had spring break. College spring break fell early, and Georgia's turkey season went in, and I wasn't going to have to spring break any other way than, um, than, uh, than not turkey hunting. So that's when I started traveling and I'd really got in my blood at that point. And that's when everything kind of started. Everything else, any kind of life plans or any kind of you know life goals and all of that kind of unraveled pretty quickly. And now... I have, I do have a, I have a, uh, a long, a long-term girlfriend, I guess you'd call it. Uh, most people say, how long you been dating? And we've been dating for over four years. And everybody's like, ooh, still just a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, she's still just a girlfriend. We have our own lives. She's got a very, uh, demanding profession. So this kind of kept yeah. her moving all over the country. So I'm still, I guess you would, on my taxes, I'm still single, put it that way. Um, <laughs> and as far as I, I, and I, I went to school medical field was all in my future and then everything and I quickly figured out that once I finished college and, and got my bachelor's that four more years of schooling that was not going to accommodate a uh, traveling schedule to turkey hunt during the spring probably wasn't going to do it for me but luckily I kind of I kind of made myself important enough to I've got a cousin that owns a termite and pest control company it's just something that's kind of a one-man band or he just had a helper and it's kind of small that he had started and uh, I, I kind of started helping him actually temporary thing uh, while I was applying to dental school and uh, kind of figured out given the flexibility there and I was really able to travel more so than I ever had before you know when I was tied down with college that I wasn't going to be able to do without that and and so he and I kind of worked out a little little deal, and that's kind of what I'm still doing 10 years later. Um, I guess you would call me the uh, service manager or operations manager of, of uh, my cousin's exterminating company. There's only, you know, it's a small company. There's only five of us that work there, and it's him and then me. Um, and then, and then uh, and some, and the technicians, kind of a tight-knit group, and we uh, we run a – I kind of run the run the operation there, make sure everything gets done. And, and uh, Patrick, my cousin who owns the company, he keeps the lights on, make sure the bills are paid. And, and uh, we kind of got a good little system. He enjoys traveling a lot, not to hunt, but he does enjoy traveling a lot. And it works out to where um, he has the flexibility of just, you know, being able to walk in and say, hey, uh, I'm going to be out next week or I'm going to be out next two weeks or, hey, I'm taking Thursday through Monday off and, and you know, the ship won't sink. I can I can take care of everything and uh, we just kind of have an understanding to where I kind of do that during the spring. I try not to be quite so spontaneous, but I kind of let him know and he gives me the flexibility to, um, I'm unfortunately at this point, at least, I'm not able to take, you know, three months off or anything, but I usually get to take a month off uh, plan it wisely and I also get to the biggest thing is I get to turkey hunt every single day of the season I'm fortunate to live kind of uh, on the line of you know I can hunt Alabama and Georgia and liberal seasons on, in both states and long seasons and I can hunt a couple hours before work every day so that's kind of what I do kind of what I have you know kind of uh, put myself and, and made those sacrifices and, and forego the the big money and the 
in the, in the things of the medical profession and kind of basically stuck that degree that I worked so hard for. I got a biology degree from University of Georgia, um, kind of stuck it in my pocket and, and, <laughs> and all that is kind of just still sitting there, kind of collecting dust, I guess you could say. But, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. And, and, you know, and a lot of people, <clears throat> there's a lot of people and I have a lot of friends, you know, I get those same questions all the time, obviously, that, that you mentioned that your reader or your, uh, listeners had, uh, had, had, had uh, asked you. And I am lucky. I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed to have realized how much I love something before, you know, I made moves that would have put a put a pinch on those things. I guess I, the best way of, of, of putting right. it. But, yeah, I mean, I know I, I don't have any children. And, and I, so that gives me that flexibility. It frees up quite a bit of finances. I know from my friends and my brother and, you know, the children are pretty expensive. And uh, I do have nieces and nephews galore. So I have plenty of youngins to go uh, play with and spoil and, and enjoy, but none of my own. So. Okay, so get back to turkeys and mm-hmm. your, your super slam that you played this year. Roughly, you don't have to give me an exact number, but I, I remember from our previous conversation a year and a half or so ago that you killed the majority of your birds on private land, but you did kill some of them on public land. Roughly, what percentage do you think of the birds that played your super slam did you kill on public land? I think I think you said that backwards. The majority of them have come off public land, and a, and a few of them have come oh, off did private I say land. That backwards. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about but, that. But but yeah. either way, ooh, a percentage. I would I would not. I I could walk through the state. The California. I was on private land, and uh, that's one of those areas. I've, I've got a friend that hunted a beautiful place in California on public, and I can't wait to go try it out. But um, I hunted. I see. I've hunted in, in California. Was private. Texas was private. Not not a lot of private birds, and if it was private, a lot of the private that I did kill on, like in Vermont, um, I killed on uh, every turkey I've taken in Vermont has been on private land, but it was door knocking private land. Right. It was you know being out there seeing turkeys or just looking at some property and going knocking on doors. It's been that kind of private land that I've been able to hunt and able to kill turkeys on for yeah. the most part. Trying to think, Vermont's one of them. Uh, Michigan was private land that I hunted on. We actually hunted on some public, and here again, just kind of knocked on the knocked on the door on the way out, and was invited to hunt, and, and that was private land. So I'd probably say maybe six to eight out of the whole deal was probably yeah. private. That may be being, yeah, I, yeah. I'd have to I have to look back at it. Not very many because I really enjoy the flexibility and being able to stretch my legs as public land, and <clears throat> when you're traveling and 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 not wanting to waste any days it's kind of hard to show up somewhere without not already having a place to hunt kind of a situation and if you just kind of show up with like hey i'm gonna knock on doors and get permission to hunt then you're then you're kicking some you're kicking some days out that you know that you could be hunting if you would you know you just you just wanted to hunt public land and i know there's some people um out there that just they just don't want to hunt public land they just don't like it they feel they don't feel safe i'm not one of those people i feel very much at home on public land you know that's just kind of what I started on, I never, I didn't have any family land or anything when I was learning and I learned on, you know, I learned on public land, so it was comfortable for me. But yeah, I think safe would be say six states, yeah. probably six or seven states out of the, out of the deal was, was private land. Yeah. So that just goes to prove that there's hope for you guys <clears throat> that are out there listening to the show that want to do something like this, that maybe you don't have a lot of money to, to spend <clears throat> to go and drop thousand fifteen hundred two thousand dollars to hunt with an outfitter in 49 states you know i completely get that but there are plenty of opportunities out there to do your homework and really plan your trip the right way and hunt these public land spots just like dave did and, and get you a grand slam or grand slam easily on public mm-hmm. land but a super Six. slam as well which is very difficult 
just a just something that uh, I just not stumbled up on. I've known about it, but it was kind of interesting to me. Is that you can like go to the national forest uh, national forest store where you can get a lot of those national forest maps and just look across the state at how many national forests there are. Like literally every state, there's a national forest that you can hunt, and that's just what's you know that's federal. That's what's federally owned. There's not you know um, that's just a you know there's state state owned forest as well, and and state owned wildlife management areas and walking areas and all that. But just looking on that in that uh you know the national forest store maybe nationalforeststore.com i can't remember exact web address but you can go on there and it has a state and and it'll have all the states and they're just like you know they're just shaded green where they have maps to which national forest and i just thought that was interesting at how much federally owned land is just across the country that you know you can just walk out and go turkey hunt on so yeah i mean that that's just one way just uh, just a quick like reality check like look there is there is plenty of land out there fortunately the turkey populations are still doing very very well everywhere you know sure there's some areas that you know little spots here and there that, that may not be doing quite as well as they have but we've got more turkeys than probably ever have had and you know plenty of plenty of places to stretch your legs and, and get after them so right yeah well, good deal dave man i again i appreciate you taking time out of your evening to chat with me and kind of fill us in on on where you stand and fill us in on completing your super slam I, again congratulations to you it's just awfully exciting and for the people out there who are listening that are have already started theirs they get it and for those that have not it's tough. So <laughs> what Dave did is is no small feat whatsoever. And so congratulations on that again. But, All right. Thanks a lot. You know, your willingness to share information is just something that I can't thank you enough for either. And for those of you guys who have not listened to episode 53, which is about choosing public land hunting spots and especially of turkeys, I really recommend you listen to that. It is one of the episodes that I get a, the most positive feedback on, and it's mainly because of what you're getting from Dave here, and that is his sharing of information, his willingness to share that information. So that does not go unappreciated. So thank you, Dave. No, you're very welcome. Good deal, man. I'm going to let you get on with your evening. It's probably, well, it's almost 8 o'clock Central Time, so it's almost 9 o'clock Eastern. It's close to my bedtime. Yeah. It's an hour ahead of me. So yeah, I'm actually over in Alabama. This, I'm, we're, I'm over at a family lake lot right now on, on, uh, in Center, Alabama. So I'm on your time at the moment. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, I, I'm going to let you get back to your evening. Thank you again. Let's catch up again sometime yes, in the sir. not too distant future. And yeah. if you want to come over and... I don't know, chase birds around in Alabama for a day or two this spring. Holler at me and we can make that happen too. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Thanks. Have Thanks. a great Take night. Take care. You too. All right. Goodbye. Okay. I hope that you guys enjoyed the interview. Even after completing that amazing journey of killing a turkey in every state, you can still hear the excitement in Dave's voice over the fact that he'll get to start turkey hunting again in about three months. His passion for the sport and the animal is just as strong today as it was when he struck out for the swamps of South Florida in search of an Osceola as a college student on spring break. And that passion shows in his willingness to share information with us as well. Dave, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come on the show. It's much appreciated. It's always good to talk to you and always great to hear your passion for the sport and for the animal. And I want to encourage everyone listening to today's show to set three goals for yourself for this coming turkey season. Going to the woods with goals in mind absolutely will not take the fun out of the experience. It's all in how you set the goals. In fact, if you set the goals properly, it will make it more fun. 
So I want to recommend that one goal for everyone listening should include establishing a benchmark for the number of days that you want to hunt this spring. Setting that goal of hunting for X number of days during turkey season just may be the driver that you need to get yourself into the woods on that cold, dreary day when the bed is more enticing. And that one particular cold, dreary day may be the day when you squeeze the trigger on the number three record book bird in your state. Or it may be the day when you feel your last tag of the season and put another delicious two-year-old gobbler in the freezer to last you throughout the year. Or that cold, dreary day may be your last day that you ever get to step foot in the turkey woods again for any reason. So set goals like that. If you want to kill a Grand Slam, absolutely, that should be one of your goals, and you should work towards doing that. But killing a Grand Slam or a Super Slam does not have to be terribly stressful. You know, this year is really the first year that I visited states that I did not kill a turkey in. So that means that because I'm on this quest for a Super Slam, I have to go back. And yeah, it is kind of a downer. That I didn't get birds in those states and I've got to go back to them but I didn't kill birds in those states and I have to go back to them that means I get to turkey hunt more winter winter chicken dinner so even if you fail in your goals this turkey season you should have a tremendous amount of fun trying to accomplish those goals and just because I failed on my goal of killing a turkey in West Virginia and Maryland does not mean that I did not have fun on those hunts. And that does not mean that I don't have memories that will last me for a lifetime from those hunts. So set goals for yourself to get in the great outdoors. Set goals to make your time in those woods more enjoyable. And finally, work towards accomplishing those goals. Okay. That's all that I have for you guys this week. But before I let you go, you know I'm going to ask you for a favor. And the favor I'm asking of you this week is to go to iTunes and go to Stitcher Radio and leave a five-star rating and review for the show. If you're enjoying the show and you're learning and you're getting information from the show that you think is going to benefit you for this upcoming turkey season, then please go on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and leave a five-star rating and review for the show. It helps other people who have just stumbled across the show to decide whether or not they want to download the first episode and take a listen. And doing so is much appreciated by me. It's a great way to give back to the show, and I really do appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. Get your Christmas shopping done. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.